I, well, Greg's not here yet. <laughs> Big surprise. Oh, look at that. Perfect timing. We go live for literally two seconds. And here comes Greg. I'm here. Amazing. Perfect timing. Not exactly, but sure. Whatever. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to the chat. <clears throat> we have made it. We are here. Mm-hmm. Despite everything against us, mm-hmm. against hard battles in our worlds, mm. we persevered. We persevered, and we we were successful. Mm-hmm. Anywho, let's uh, let's just jump right into it. Because why 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 be silly? We can just get right into it and do our thing and entertain these people that have come to us on a Sunday for inexplicable reasons. And uh, there you go. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the chat. All right. You ready to do this? <laughs> oh, Greg. We got to talk on, on the podcast. See what you're up to. Let's be real in front of people, Greg. Let's just be real. Should we not record a podcast and just talk to the people? That would be weird, though. We keep telling people on the audio podcast to come watch the YouTube channel. Yeah. Let's uh let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> like all those audio podcasts like uh Gadgetcast has been on for two weeks. Come to the YouTube channel. We lazy boys over here. Actually, you know the thing is, I could just take the audio from this and just upload it. Good. Not for anything special. We maybe maybe we'll, we'll see what happens. Listen, there's a lot of things that could happen between now and the end of this podcast. Yeah, I did not know Sam was going to be a VidCon. As a matter of fact, I didn't know any of those tech YouTubers. I didn't know you were going to be there, Renee. I had no idea that any tech YouTubers would be there because VidSummit's the thing to go to. I was floored. I still don't know why Sam or you was at VidCon. Completely don't understand that. Yeah, I was uh, surprised too. I was there at 2019. I saw Sam and like Andrew Edwards. and uh, Andrew, I understand. <clears throat> they were, But they were sitting with uh, Jonathan Morrison t- checking out the Dolby Atmos. I was like, what? Well, you know, if they're in the area, you know, that's what's going to happen. You got to go over there. Jonathan didn't give me the heads up. No, I well, I don't think I, so what happens whenever someone comes to VidCon or VidSummit, you know, the invitation is always open to go see Jonathan, but I had no idea that other people were going to be there. Like I just assumed they weren't going to be, and I could have gone. I didn't mainly because of Nathan, um, Mm -hmm. but I still could have gone because he had kind of recovered by the time I would have left. I had no idea they weren't going to be there. VidCon Jason standard does a meetup at the same time for the convenience of the speakers. I don't know what it's standard. That's cool though. Whatever standard is. That's dope. Um yeah. <clears throat> no, I saw uh I was living through uh Viper's feed mostly. I saw a lot of meetups and stuff going on. And I was like, oh. Yeah, well um <clears throat> I'll be at, I'll probably be at Summit. It, it really depends on how I mean Nathan's continuing to do well. Um as long as he continues down that path, I'll probably be at Vid Summit in September ish. Um, and you should definitely come. I think it'd be good for you in a lot of ways. Plus, we could go and hang out with Jonathan again. When is that? September? September. Doesn't that usually happen like during like the iPhone event? I think uh, that's what happened last year. And I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I don't think so. Because um, <clears throat> I had I, busy. I had my phone at that point. I'm pretty sure. Well, last year was weird. I think it was like the week of. I think like the phones came out and then like that week it was like, yeah, come do this. And I'm like, no. Let's see. Hold on. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you when VidSummit is and we can make 
oh wait, September 27th and 29th. So the very end of September, which is not typical of iPhone releases. No, it is. It's the very end of the month. No, That's usually when the at least at the end of the month. At the very end yeah. of the month? Yes. All right. Well, whatever. Who cares? Don't <laughs> I, I do. I'm not covering that <laughs> shit anymore. That's fine. You guys do what you do. I cover it, though. I know. So I, I know you do. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Wait, wait, wait. It's fine. It's fine. No, I'm, I'm like, saying I'm you late. No, I understand. I understand. I understand. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I got different. I have different things I'm doing now. It's fine. See, okay. Renee agrees. Right in the middle of iPhone launch, you can't do it. Well, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Right. What are you gonna do? Anywho, um, so let's talk is about that MacBook Pro. like official YouTube thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they bought it a couple years back. So back like in 2019. Hmm. Yeah, I believe a couple years ago they did. Um, they're, they're tightly connected with it if they no longer own it. I don't know. But regardless, um, <clears throat> the uh, when I was there a couple years ago, I mean, it was asked elbow. There's so many people there. From what I understand, it was a lot less people this year, which is interesting to me because um, it's been two years. I actually expected this to be a big turnout, but um, apparently it wasn't yet. Tons of, uh, tons of COVID uh, spread, apparently. At well, this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of people got it. Oh, Hank Green oh. got it. I mean, like they already Hank got it. Like it, yeah, it they just already, happened. Yeah. They already yeah, yeah, got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy. They already, yeah, they already tested positive. So now we didn't hit record yet, five because I think we're just gonna upload this as it is. No intro or anything. We're just gonna vibe. We'll call it like the, the vibe. TikTok sponsored this year. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, listen, TikTok got that cash. Why is my thing up? Was there Renee? Was there like a lot of like TikTokers there? Was oh, there's like always a lot of TikTokers. There was a lot of TikTokers in 2019. Like yeah, tons. but I mean, like now, like there must be like it must be it must be all TikTokers. All, like everyone is a TikToker. Yeah, yeah, probably. It's like if you're a YouTuber, it's like you're old. It's like so. Ugh. So here's the here's the difference between uh, last year's Vid Summit and this year's VidCon. Which, by the way, they're two completely different things. VidCon's bigger than Vid Summit, but Vid Summit's more laser focused on creators and businesses and stuff. VidCon this year, you needed to have a negative COVID test, I think, going in, and you had to have vaccinate you had to be vaccinated or have a negative and i think a negative test going in but within like 70 48 78 hours or whatever right vid summit um this this past year when you got there you took a test and you had to be negative or you had to go home which was kind of like well i was listen i haven't echoed but i've been able to stay i just stay home i don't go anywhere but I was nervous as hell. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, oh, I mean, just in case, you never know, right? I came through LAX, which was terrible. It was scary as hell. And I, I made me out. So that was so I felt really safe at that in that that particular conference because everyone literally, when they got there, had tested negative. So I felt better about being at that conference. Having said oh, it was either I I don't think that's what they told us, Renee. But regardless, yeah, it, it, there's there's much more people, there's much more shenanigans and it wasn't the same. And by the way, at Vid Summit, it's inside of a hotel and you're kind of, you can go other places, but you're kind of stuck in the middle of nowhere. So you're not really going that many places. VidCon is next door to Disney. Mm. So you know people are going to Disney and all the other places. So that alone makes it a much more spreadable event, so to speak. And as much as we would like to say, okay, COVID is over, it's not exactly. Now, but I think people, I think what will happen is some people just get sick and then they'll be okay. Thank goodness. But um, it's still a thing. It's always going to be a thing. COVID's not going away. It's never going away. So we, we have to kind of figure out the balance of life and, and safety. And I don't, I don't know what that is. I know the next time I fly, I am going to wear a mask on the airplane. Definitely. Because it's just too cramped to not. 
Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm pretty, I don't go very many places. I don't, I don't really, when I'm outside, I don't really wear a mask. I'll be honest. I don't, if I go inside, it's, it depends on where I'm going and how long I'm going to be there. It depends. What about you? What are you doing? Uh, outside, I don't wear a mask because unless like I'm going like to a place to another place and I'll just keep my mask on. Uh, yeah. But if I'm like outside, like I, there's really no point to put a mask on at that point. Uh, and I'm usually not in like a crowded city area where maybe I'd consider it. Mm. Um, inside, I'm still wearing my mask pretty much everywhere. And I, I have mean, not I, gotten COVID yet, so yeah, I'm, I haven't either. Sticking, I, I'm sticking with whatever strategy has been working for much. me because it's been working like a charm. I've had friends yeah, exactly. it. I have not got it, yeah, so exactly. I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing because it works. Well, I will say this: if I have gotten it, which seems unlikely, because again, yeah. I rarely go anywhere. But if I have gotten it, uh, I've been asymptomatic. Um, but I don't know that I'm double shot and, and boosted and all that other stuff. So who knows? Anyway, yes, if I have that, gotten it too, I have, I have no idea. Cause I have not felt sick since like, since COVID was a thing. So here's the thing. We're already finding out people at VidCon have COVID the WWDC event that happened recently. And thank goodness Renee is here in chat with us. I mean, he's, you know, he was there. Have we heard any stories of anyone coming back from that having COVID? Because what, um, you know, uh, Renee said that they gave, <clears throat> Uh, N95 masks and stuff to people at WWDC. And I think you had to be WWDC was negative test every day, plus an N95 mask. So that's interesting. Yeah. The Apple's super. And they did the that. main keynote outside. So yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Exactly. Kind of like how Google has been doing there. So it worked so out. I think. It might be a test to see if they want to do that again for the iPhone. Hmm. You know what I think? Cause WWDC is, ironically gets this kind of bigger to be honest it's for developers right like most mainstream people shouldn't care about wwdc but because they occasionally drop like products there you know it gets it gets a little bit more kind of press than than probably it ever had intended to but i think it was a really good place to test out having some people come and see what it's like because a lot of press will want to go to the iphone event obviously people press who wouldn't go to a WWDC event because it doesn't matter to them versus an iPhone event, which is every press. So I feel like um, this might've been a test. So yeah. maybe yeah. I think that's uh, safe to assume. Yeah. yeah. So anywho, uh, you got the M2, which I, I was excited about M2. But now we're starting to see that the M2, as good as it is, isn't as good as maybe we hoped it would be. Like it takes a little bit more battery, which I guess you would expect because it's a little bit more powerful. But there seems to be a lot of like controversy of how much better it actually is. You've I've seen I even watched one of your videos about it. What's your overall you. takeaway? From, I mean, you know, sometimes. Um, what is your overall takeaway from an M2? Like if <clears> someone <throat> has an M1 uh, MacBook Air or yes. a MacBook Pro. Should they upgrade, or if they don't even have that, no. and they were thinking about it, should they get an M1 because it's a little cheaper, or should they get an M2? That's a good question. I think I think uh, this M2 MacBook Pro is a real... Um, it's a disappointment in a way because it's it's not new and exciting, and there's nothing like new with it besides the chip. And then the chip itself, um, it's it, it's okay. Uh, I'm I'm... 
I wish I had like a base model M1 MacBook Pro. I don't actually have a model that has like 16 gigabytes of memory. But during my test, and I showcase this in my video, um, my M1 MacBook Pro was actually faster exporting and doing some other tests than my M2 MacBook Pro. But it does have more memory, so I don't know if that was like a memory constraint thing with exporting. Maybe it was like swapping to the hard drive, which would make sense. But I just don't know like what's going on with the speeds there. I wish I had um, either a 16 gigabyte M2 to try out and, and benchmark, which I can't do because Apple isn't shipping those until like the end of July or early August to get like the 16 or the 24 gigabyte models. They only launch the eight gigabyte models. And um, so my tests have kind of been inconclusive. Uh, so Renee has the 16 gigabyte version of both. And he says the M2 is 20% faster, pretty much everything. Yeah, that was that was what I was assuming. I, I figured it was a difference in memory uh, causing the difference in my test. So that's what I said in my video. I'm like, don't, you know, just, just take this as it is. Like, it's a huge memory constraint, but it just kind of goes to show you, like, if you have an M1 chip with 16 gigabytes of memory, and then you went to go use an M2 with like eight gigabytes of memory, you would actually see like a performance difference, uh, not benefiting the M2. It would still benefit the M1. So it's a good chip. It's what it needs to be. It's not supposed to be like a super powerful chip. It's just supposed to be energy efficient, uh, give you good battery life. And having more power is just a benefit to this chip. This Again, these are entry-level computers. The M1 was such a big shock because it should not have been that powerful for the machines that it was being in. And M2, it's a little bit of a performance boost over that. But it's not its not anything crazy. It's not going to change your life the way M1 did. So if you have an M1 computer, obviously you don't need to buy an M2 computer. I mean, this is a crazy world we live in where tech YouTubers try and justify a yearly upgrade every year. And it's been ridiculous for phones for some point now. It's been ridiculous on computers for a long time. Uh, maybe Apple, the Apple Silicon year was the only exception where, okay, you got a Intel MacBook Air last year and you upgrade to the Apple Silicon MacBook Air next year. And it was a huge difference all of a sudden. But there's really no reason to upgrade from M1 to M2. And this doesn't have to be an exciting chip. What has to be exciting is the computers they're putting it in. And the M2 MacBook Pro is not exciting because it's still using such an old design. But when that M2 MacBook Air releases, I think it's going to... I think that will be exciting just because it's a whole new form factor. It's going to be even uh, thinner overall than the older MacBook Air. And that's the product for this chip. That's where people are going to go, okay, look at all this insane power you're getting and look at this cool form factor. Are, are, I mean, I haven't been paying super close attention to it. Do they have a date for the M2 MacBook Air yet? Not yet. They just That's said just next weird. month. Yeah. This is weird. Like well, when they do that, I I, yeah. I understand that probably the reason is because the reason why the Pro's out before the Air isn't because they're like buy the Pro because as soon as the Air comes out, no one's going to want it. I think it's more that it was just easier to manufacture because it's the same damn outside yeah. and they just you know throw it inside it. So that's probably why that is. But I 100% I agree with that because, again, they only had literally the 8 gigabyte versions launching at this time. It just felt like, okay, these bodies are ready. They have We have the base models ready to go. Uh, when we launch the Air, maybe we'll have all the SKUs ready to go. But for now, let's just release it. Why not? I don't think it was a conspiracy of, well, if we release this now, no one's going to buy it. Like I, I think right. they know that people are probably going to gravitate towards the MacBook Air. It really doesn't hurt Apple in any way if they sell more MacBook Airs over the MacBook Pro because um, they're like the same exact cost. They're going to make the same exact money off each of these uh, laptops probably. 
So I don't think they really care which computer they sell you. Yeah, I mean, it, but again, if you're a new, if you're a new buyer to yeah. the M series of, of Airs or, or Pros, do it's, you just spend the extra little bit and get the two? Uh, was the battery life much different from last year's? Um, I would say if you were going in to buy, the battery life feels similar, but the, the battery life on these is ridiculous. Like it's right. multi-day battery life uh, unless you're like pushing it. But I did like a gaming video the other day and I was gaming in, in like real time and I played for like an hour and a half, you know, playing a video game, which is very battery intensive on a laptop. And I started the test at like 95% battery. By the time I was done with the video, an hour and a half had passed and I was down to 70% battery life. Now you might wow. go, yeah, Travis says, wow, because that's like yeah. on, a, on a laptop. If you're doing that in like a gaming laptop, you might get two hours of battery life for the whole session. Period. You might have yeah. nothing left. Yeah. So that's really impressive power. And if you're just doing everyday tasks on your laptop, these things last for days before you have to charge them usually. So uh, even if the battery life was slightly better or slightly worse, I personally wouldn't even notice in my testing because they're still that good. Um, I think the move is... I, I think you're either picking between the M1 Air or the M2 Air. And the only reason you'd want to go for the M1 Air is to save costs. If the new design doesn't excite you in any way, I think it's fine to pick up the M1 model. But if you really like the new design and want to give yourself like a nice treat, like have like a nice looking laptop, maybe get like the MagSafe charger over it. Um, I think it's worth it. I, I mean, I haven't reviewed it yet, but I would assume it's probably going to be worth the extra $200 just to upgrade to that. These are going to last a pretty long time. Um, Maybe if you had to spec it out higher to like the 24 gigabyte configuration too, maybe then that's justified. But I, I think at the end of the day, M1 is still great. Like if you're fine with the older design of the MacBook Air and you can save money by going for M1, that's still a recommendation I would make to people. Uh, but if you want the newer design, M2 is great. They're both great. I wonder, um, <clears throat> this does kind of, Renee kind of points something out, but... Um, it does make the Pro and Max, if they come out with an M2 Ultra, like all those seem even more exciting now. It's, 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 of course, we won't see those for a while, but it does kind of get you excited for that. The one thing that I always was annoyed by when the M1 first came out was everyone was like, oh, wait until the next one comes out. Yes. And that really annoyed me because I'm like, as soon as it came out, people were like, this is awesome, but wait till next time. And I was like, bro, you can't even enjoy what I, we have. I agree. Yeah, and then but then the pros and the maxes and the ultras came out, and people really started going, oh, oh, oh okay, so we're actually here now. Um, my my worry again is that we we're gonna fall right, but we probably will fall back into the until that M2 Pro Max Ultra comes out, and you know, when, whenever we'll see those. And I think where we are is this really kind of phenomenal um, performance per watt, uh, performance just in general of what would have been laughed at five years ago. Oh, put an ARM processor in a freaking laptop. That's a joke. That's a Chromebook at best. Now we're talking about things that are handling business, just destroying computational um, things that would, would have been a joke years ago and, and talking about an ARM. But, you know, I, I, I just wonder, I wonder at what point do we start to see the returns on that sort of thing slow down in other words m1 came out and was just a beast and you're like holy crap how's it able to do these things and pros and maxes continued to kind of build on that the m2 was only slightly better than the m1 and 
that's kind of different than a lot of the A series phones. You'll see. I mean, I, I can't remember what the last two, what the difference between the last two was. But typically, when a new iPhone comes out, they're always like, "Oh, it's thirty percent more, forty percent more, fifty percent." Like they always have that big number. This time they didn't. And I feel like, unless there's a drastic change to something, that to get like a drastic number of the Pro and Max, even with M2 Core, I don't know that we're going to see that this time. We'll see an improvement. But will it be that massive number that that came out and when the M1 came out and then the Pro on that and the Max on that was like, whoa, now I think we're going to see these incremental things. And then what about the M3? Like, is that going to be kind of just more of the same, maybe 10%? Like, at some point, well, yeah. we're hitting something. We're hitting like a, a ceiling, it feels like. Yeah. I think with M3, it probably will be a bigger boost overall based on the rumors because it's supposed to be built on like the three nanometer process. So it should yield more power. But I think at this point, um, I think we're just running into diminishing returns already. I think you saw that with M1 Ultra reviews even where a lot of people uh, couldn't take advantage of all the power that the M1 Ultra chip provided. And they were kind of disappointed by uh, the Mac Studio because of that. Um, so I think we're at that point of diminishing returns. Um, these chips are obviously going to get more powerful year over year over year. And eventually over like a five-year period, maybe if you're running on M1, you're going to be like, okay, this is slow now compared to whatever uh, M series chip they have out then. But year over year, you're not going to, it's not going to be, it's not going to be obsolete. And that's not something we should want either. There's like a lot of people who like run these benchmarks and go, M2's disappointing and it's like is it really disappointing though like what if it was what if it was twice as good as the M1 what what would we be doing as tech reviewers it would be like oh I recommended you the M1 next year a chip came out that was twice as fast and it's like okay well we were bad as reviewers because we recommended you the M1 last year that's not how it works anymore and it's not it's not going to work like that anymore the big jump was Intel to M1 that was the big architectural jump. That's the thing that changed everything. And we shouldn't expect a year-over-year year huge jump like that for M2. It's going to get better. Uh, there's improvements there. Uh, the biggest improvement in M2, actually, which is really surprising, is GPU performance. The GPU performance, actually, the cores went up. Apple says it's like 35% faster. I did a gaming test on it. Games aren't optimized on Mac OS. But for what it was doing running through the Rosetta translation layer, it was, it was pretty competent at what it was doing. And as you go into the more graphically intensive chips like the M2 Pro or the M2 Max, I think that's actually where we're going to see a bulk of these uh, speed benefits come in for these next iterations. So, so it's still exciting, but you're never going to get that instant change of Intel to M1. That's just, yeah. it, why which, would you expect that ever again? Which is fine. I mean, I think, and Renee's talking about things in the chat, especially when it comes to like multi-core performance stuff, which is great. I think that the real, um, again, and they've already done it the first time, but I do think that you get more press out of the battery life, um, the power per watt. And if you can get like, if they can get to the point where they have such a power efficient chip that you can get almost an entire week out of a laptop with great power, like that's the thing. It's not like, oh my God, it, I can launch, I can launch rockets from NASA for this thing. It's how long can my battery be detached from power? Can I go on a vacation and not bring my charger? Like, I think that's the thing. Because really right now, these things, these even the air, 
God's sakes. I mean, you're doing 4K, 6K on the M1. Like, you could totally do it. It, it might be a little janky on the 8 gig, but it'll work. This is the thing that was not the thing. It was not a thing. Yeah. Now it's a thing. And, and and don't get me wrong. There's instant benefits to go to M2 or, or M1 or whatever. But in reality, the changes that are really going to take advantage of these chips are things are going to come out in five years. Yeah. And it's like um it's almost like 4g and 4g lte when 4g and 4g lte came out it was like faster and people were like okay it's faster who cares whatever i'm on wi-fi anyway but those technologies really changed the way that the world works because all of a sudden it enabled these whole different set of apps that could never be possible under the 3g era all of a sudden you could do an app like Uber where you could start doing ride hailing services. You could do a Uber Eats, all these different uh, ways that people uh, communicate now through chat apps. It, it was such a revolution that at the time, what reviewers really focused on was I did a speed test and this is how fast 4G LTE was over 4G, blah, blah, yep. blah, blah, blah. But they didn't really see the big picture of Okay, but what happens when you give everyone all of this bandwidth and it's it's with them everywhere? And that's mm-hmm. a problem with the 5G reviews too. It's like, okay, oh, it's a little bit faster. But it's like, okay, but what does that enable? Does that innate is that is that the key to the self-driving car sending mm-hmm. up all the data everywhere? Is that is that the start of it? And you really won't see these changes for the next five or or even longer years. But yeah, think about it. Th- you know, think about when we're on M3 going into M4. Are there apps or technologies that can take advantage of all the extra processing power that were reserved for just computers, like a supercomputer at that point, where it would be pointless to develop an application for us to take advantage of? Is there going to be something where uh, someone makes something where we can actually take advantage of all this extra power to where we look back in five years and go, M1 is too slow for that now? And that's usually what happens with technology. It keeps progressing. And if you look at a Mac from five years ago, the reviews probably said, this Mac Pro is so fast, you would never need anything more. But lo and behold, you come to this generation, you look at the current landscape now, and there's plenty of faster laptops and things you can do on them that you can't do on a Mac that you bought five years ago. So I, that's, that's the thing you got to look at. You kind of got to look at it big picture. And Apple now running their own silicon, uh, I just think it means... I, I think it means really good things for the future of the platform as a whole and, and enabling all these technologies. And the one thing... I covered this in my gaming video that I think where we might see this benefit if Apple can stay focused, Travis, is in uh, gaming. They have all this powerful custom hardware now. If they just put some money and energy into gaming, they could dominate. They could dominate Windows gaming. They could. They have They have all the power to do it. And, you know, remember we heard that little rumor a couple of weeks back about them looking into EA? We haven't really heard anything much about that. Yeah. This is kind of interesting. Like, what's that all about? Like, why haven't we heard more? Why why did that come out of nowhere and then all of a sudden just go away as if it never happened? So weird. Um, but yeah, as we talked about, like, if, if Apple put as much time into a standalone GPU as they have in integrating, you know, everything into a chip, which is amazing, by the way, um... They would dominate. It would be bad news for companies like NVIDIA. I think it really would. Now, the thing is, you could, a lot of people, I think a lot of PC gamers would go, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. But you got to remember, like, 
Intel and AMD existed in the processing space for a very long time before Apple created their own processor. Like they were around, they had been doing things. Apple should have never caught up in any significant way. Yet they did. And I just feel like if they ever wanted to, which I'm not saying they will, but if they ever wanted to, to go into the GPU space, which right now, obviously, ironically, is like not even a, I mean, you can buy GPUs now. Can you imagine? Like they're on sale. It's like no one wants them right now because crypto's down. But <laughs> if you. they wanted to, it'd be amazing. Yeah, you actually can get a GPU nowadays for a that's decent all, price. That's all the proof you need to know that yep. crypto is awful. <laughs> that's really isn't it crazy? Because even earlier this year, we were talking about how expensive they were yes. hard to get. And then as soon as crypto crashed, bro, they were on sale everywhere. Good. Everywhere. And and I love the ones, the people that are losing their shirts are very good because screw them. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens as far as like what um, uh, Apple wants to do with the technology and what kind of their their path forward is. I'm really, really, really curious as to AR, VR. I mean, I, I love my Oculus. I'm probably going to be using it tonight to watch some video stuff. I actually do Friday meetings with people every Friday in VR, and it's the best way to do meetings. I, I hate Zoom comparatively. Like, mm. doing meetings in VR, perfect. Um, but I wonder what Apple's implementation would be. And I know we've talked about this before, but and I'm only going to just briefly touch on it. Because the processor inside, the one of the things about, about um, VR headsets is, Battery life is okay if it's standalone. There are, of course, ones that connect to your PC, but those, you know, I mean, you're connected to your PC. You want to be free. Like the Oculus Quest 2 gets about a little bit over two hours of battery life, depending on what you're doing, which is nice. And actually, for some people, it's probably more than enough. But there's certain experiences that you need for longer periods of time if you want to watch a movie or something. And I wonder if like an M1 or M2 would be power efficient enough and yet powerful enough to do everything that it needs to do and maintain good battery life. I think it would. I think it really would. And I, I would love to see, and um, you know, Gen Genosis said this in the chat, but I talked about this a couple months ago. The M1, M2 and, and all those, all those um, uh, chips be used in things like servers because the power savings alone, the power savings alone would be good for the environment, good for, you know, the companies that are using these large server farms where the power bill is out the yin yang, the cooling needed for those servers is a ridiculous amount of, 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 you know, extra cash on top of things. And the failure rates on servers and stuff, which are probably not as bad as they used to be back in the day are generally speaking because of wear and tear and heat. And the M series of chips do things so fast and do them at such an efficient kind of power usage that that could change things too. So to your point, if the servers that we connect to are faster, what else could we do? Is it the next level of, of cool things when your phone connects to a server for some, you know, thing? I mean, there's, listen, even to this day, I'll connect to something and I'll be like, what, why is it taking so long to, to connect to, I don't know, whatever service I'm in, whether it be like a DoorDash, whatever, who cares, whatever it is, takes forever. Like, what, why is it taking so long? What if all that stuff was just so incredibly efficient and fast and Apple had a hand in that. I don't know. Well, I, I think it's I think it's time to take ARM to the next level. I mean, it's this is the time. And, and Intel and AMD better really start getting their their <laughs> getting their ducks in a row. I'll never forget this quote by uh, Jeff Bezos, founder and former CEO of Amazon. He said, "We were the disruptors. We expect to one day be disrupted. That's just the way things go." So, 
AMD and Intel have been fighting back and forth and never even paid attention to Apple coming out of nowhere. And while Apple is making a lot of, you know, headway in the hearts and minds and stuff, they still haven't really chipped away at, you know, AMD or Intel's kind of overall, but they could. And if they're not paying close enough attention, this is going to be the thing that you could have avoided and just did nothing about. I've seen so many companies do this. Remember MySpace? Facebook wasn't a thing. MySpace was forever. That was going to be forever. There was going to be no before that. What was before that? Friendster or something? I don't even remember. It's just you weren't you weren't alive for any of this, were you? Friendster. I don't know. I made that up. Uh, but yeah, the point is p- things can be disrupted. Uh, Amazon once upon a time was a book website selling only books and was losing money every single year. Now you can't. I can't go a couple of days without getting something from Amazon. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, I need it. Need it next day. I'm so lazy too. I don't want to go shop places. It's Amazon. I just got. I just ordered a couch on Amazon. Did you? You ordered a couch on Amazon? Yep. The only way I would do something like that, like something this furniture, is if I had already sat in it somewhere else and checked it out. That's the one thing that I won't buy. Oh, really? Without knowing. Yeah, I need to know if it's comfortable because they, I've listen. I've gone to those furniture stores, looked at something, and go, oh, that looks amazing. Sat in it, like, nope. You're a brave man. When does it come? I want to see this. You must. You must vlog. Uh, Monday. I need you to vlog it on Twitter. <laughs> but a series of videos. Yeah, they like deliver right to your door. It's great. <clears throat> All right. We'll see. Amazon, yeah. Amazon Furniture. Check it out. <laughs> your affiliate links up. <laughs> yeah, affiliate. If you guys want affiliate link to the couch, hey, it was uh, it was on sale. It was a good deal. Yeah. Maybe I, I maybe it's not a good deal. Who knows? I won't buy chairs or anything like that. Until I've I've actually experienced them, like I need to know because I've made that mistake before. Oh, Never have again. I have oh, not yeah. been burned yet, so maybe one day if I get burned, I'll be good. I buy my clothes online too now. Like I'm pretty good at all of it. It's a think. little different. I mean, yeah. clothes generally speaking are okay, but I mean, like a bed or something like that. I would never do anything like that because oh, I bought my bed on Amazon. <laughs> you did? It was yeah, my mattress. Yeah. Oh, okay. You got lucky then. All right. Online mattress. You can buy cars on Amazon. Mm. You can buy your new car on Amazon. And you really know. I might do that. The <laughs> last time I went to get my car, like uh, last year when I went to go buy it, I was sitting there and it's like you're sitting in there for like over an hour doing yeah. all like this like. Yeah. I didn't even finance the car and I still had to do like all this paperwork. And I was, it was just like. Pain in the butt, man. I was just like, I was just sitting there. I'm just like, this is so ineffective. Why, is. Don't, why isn't this simple? Why can't I just walk in? Mm. hand over the check or whatever like i get if you have to do financing you have to work that out okay yep. i wasn't even doing that why can't i just hand you a check walk mm. out with the car what do we have to sit here right go through all this all this stuff for i, I just want to so long like, when apple sells a car i better be able to walk in apple pay it and walk out i suspect that minus all the legal things you have to sign that will be very close to what it would be like i think so it. I think they're going to make a, you can order a car online as well, I believe. And I think they'll deliver it to you. I think like they yeah. will do that and you can do it all I, online. I think uh, I just made a video about like, getting a Tesla and she did it through her phone or whatever. And just kind of, yeah. I'm sure she signed some stuff. I don't know how long it took. I should have, we should have asked her when we saw her, but it didn't sound like it was very complicated. At I all. would, I would pay a thousand dollars extra if I did not have to sit and do that for my <laughs> next car. I really would. I would pay a thousand dollars extra on whatever car not to ever do that again. Because it's just—it's the worst. Because the salespeople too try and get you to buy all this stuff that oh, you don't need, and it's always like every oh. little thing you have to say no to. Do you want this? Do you want that? Do you want? Do you want this? And it's just like, nope, nope, nope. Want the car? 
Want it the way I want it. Don't want any other thing you're offering me. Thank you. Give me all the things. Yeah, I'm on a driver two hours. Give me the fire one. Let's go. I I already know why. I mean, if you've test drived it and everything, you already know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to. I don't need the (sighs) the warranty. I already got the car warranty. Some guy in the phone called me said, "You want to extend your warranty?" I said, "Yes." Right. That's what you're supposed to do. Is that what you? Look, I got. Speaking of calls like that, I recently got. One of these scam calls. I've been getting some scam calls lately. It seems like they're they're really trying more. I, there's a couple of scam channels on YouTube which are awesome, where they they go scam baiter and some other ones that turn flip the flip it around. They're actually pretty addictive. You watch those guys uh, taking it to the scam calls. This guy calls, and it was kind of a similar scam to someone else had called me on before. He was like, "Hi, uh, we, you know, we're just calling you about your two thousand dollar vacation." Uh, you know, just want to make sure you're ready to come or something like just something dumb like that. And um, and I so the first time that that thing happened, this guy got rude with me on the phone, which so it was obvious that it was a scam. I'm like, what are you talking about? What you know? What's what are you talking about? I don't know who you are. Well, you okay? We'll just take your money. Bye. I'm like, okay. If you were a real company, you wouldn't say that. This guy, I thought this was funny. So he says all this stuff. Uh, do you know about this? And I go and I laugh because I'm like, oh, this is a scam call. I actually wanted to to string him along, but they don't get strung along anyway. They kind of know. I go what. Which credit card did I use? And he goes, excuse me. I go, and I laugh again. I go, which credit card did I use? And they hung up immediately. Like, <laughs> it's, that's it. It's a wrap. They know. They're like, okay, it's a waste of time. This guy knows his buy. And the thing is, they're using local area codes when they call you, which is, is the scummiest of scum stuff. Like, first of all, it's scummy to do all that stuff. I wish that a lot of these calls originate in India. Not all of them, but a lot of them do. There's call centers. with. If you, again, if you watch these channels on YouTube, you'll see. A couple of the, the guys who do these things actually hack into the call centers and into their security cameras so you can see these people making scam calls. I love those channels. They do, they're do they doing great work. But it really just, bro, with all the things going on in this world, like, can you do something that's not scummy? Can we please just anything but trying to jack people out of their money? It's ridiculous. I'm, I'm so tired of it. This world, Greg. Let's just move to that this one world. place. This is me and you. Let's move to that one place we talked about moving to. Yeah. Let's just live happily ever after, you know, with Jonathan Morrison. Oh, no. and people there. Yeah. Why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I update went there. You know, I can't go back there. So. <laughs> he sullied it. it. He, he soiled it. <laughs> yeah. I update sitting in, in the same exact position of the couch that I was sitting on for your game show. I went sullied. I can't. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to clip this and send it to Jonathan. The, the stench of I update uh sam cole sitting there stinking up the place i'm sure jonathan morrison had to get it fumigated afterwards (laughs) i have to say i'm kidding i don't hate i update i don't dislike sam cole it's all a joke for uh someone i i sent it to travis someone in my comment section got really upset at me and and was so upset and went you keep making fun of i update you're so toxic the tech community you're making the tech community toxic and i'm just like a joke <laughs> you know the thing is we're, we're, yes, we're right. both joking with each other sam did a whole bit about me on his show yeah. no one no one yells at him and says sam you're toxic <laughs> for me i'm toxic it's like it's because a joke. You're, you're 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 more deadpan about some of it the reality is is like the gadget cast almost exists because of the fake feud you and i put together the yeah whole thing. so I now know. i gotta be nice i can't be uh can't be uh, joking around anymore about tech. Thing, you know, tech the thing people is, are too serious. They, they they are, but I think also it has to do with with 
the internet in general because there's not a lot of context in text. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of yeah. hard to understand what people are saying. Now, a lot of times you're using videos and, and stuff. I think it's obvious, but you know, sometimes you you type something out, and I know it's hilarious. I think it's funny or whatever, and I'm sure Sam knows it too. I, I think. <laughs> but, I, I think he knows it. I'm I think he knows, sure it. he knows it. Um, but it's interesting for people around. I've even seen it like in tweets that you know you were in, and people ask me like, "What's going on with Greg? Is he all right?" Like, <laughs> I mean, I, they're asking me about you, and I just start laughing. This one guy said that, <clears throat> you know, he was sad that I stopped doing tech videos. And he won't watch Gadget Cast because you're too toxic. That's and the I guy go, I'm referring you? to. I guess he can't. I guess, I guess I shouldn't have apologized. He won't hear this because he's not watching it. <laughs> exactly. So he won't watch because he thinks you're too toxic, which is hilarious yeah. to me. I started kind of laughing about it. I was like, okay. And I was like, do I just tell him? And I'm thinking, nah. I mean, if you can't pick up, if you can't pick up what's happening, I think there's, I think there's just a point where you go. If we explain it, it's not going to be funny to you. And and at that point, who cares? Like, what's the point? Have you seen Uncle Roger? Of course, everyone's seen Uncle Roger. Emotional damage. You know, the, the, yes. at the end of the day, it is what it is. We're all pretty friendly. I can't think really of anyone that I have an actual grudge with in tech. I, I'm trying. If I if I thought hard, maybe I can think of one person or two that I'm just like, eh, I don't really want to bother with them. But I, off the top of my head, I couldn't. I really just, you know, I don't know. Like everyone's just everybody. <clears throat> so and most people have been good to me. So I feel pretty fortunate. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Greg? Do you have people that you hate besides Sam? Do I have people that I hate? Or just really don't like in tech? That I don't like in tech? Yeah. Um, I don't hate anyone because I, I I empathize with them. Like, mm -hmm. okay, I know we're all we're all doing like the same job. Yeah. Um, I won't say I dislike anyone either. There's content I don't like in tech. Sure. Yes, so, I agree. I saw Renee tweet out something today and I was like, I agree with Renee. I think a lot of the people out here are doing a huge disservice to the whole community making like, like, like the people that make like the fake leak videos, which are just clearly wrong. It's just like, what are you doing? Like you're only, you're only hurting us in the long run. Uh, Cause I get people coming on my videos going, you are wrong about this when you said this. And I'm like, that was someone completely different. I didn't say anything about that. What are you talking about? And then, um, uh, what we've done with like the tech headlines, it's so, it's so sensationalized where you, it's funny how like you think, you think, you think the standards would get more rigorous where over time you wouldn't be able to pull off something, but it's, it's gotten the complete opposite way with tech YouTube. Uh, in the beginning, when you started out, if you published something fake that didn't turn out to be true, or you made like a crazy headline with a crazy thumbnail, the viewers would punish you for it. They would go, mm -hmm. this is fake. I'm not watching this. Why are you lying mm -hmm. to people? It would be downvoted and no one would watch it. And we're at a point where maybe the audience just got too mainstream where people can do it and people will watch it and go, yeah, that's believable. That makes sense. Yeah, I can't wait for the M4 coming out next year. It's like, what? No. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. So I'm about to take my leap into a completely different side of YouTube. And I'm really interested to see what the viewership will be like there. Uh, I've already talked about like my, my feelings on entertainment and tech YouTube and how I just don't think that I think the ceiling for truly out of the box, creative uh, content in tech YouTube, the ceiling is lower than it is on other parts of YouTube. Having said that, the part that also concerns me is I know the type of trolls that are in tech YouTube. I don't know the type of trolls that are in the larger 
audience of YouTube. And that actually kind of concerns me somewhat. I'm, I'm not thinking about it as I'm making the content, but I am kind of just right now, even as we're speaking about it, just kind of thinking about it and like, well, what, you know, what's the other side of this look like? I don't really know <clears throat> because a lot of it, I haven't, you know, here's the thing, Greg, and this would be scary if I didn't have something else I was doing. I haven't missed making tech videos at all. As, as a matter of fact, as I've seen tech news come up, Every time something comes up, I'm like, I'll watch a video on it, but I wouldn't want to make a video about it. And and that makes me know that, A, I made the right decision, and B, that there's something going on because I loved tech, and I still do love tech to a certain degree, right? And I, you know, and I still watch tech videos. I still enjoy them. I watch yours. I watch Renee's. I watch, of course, Michael Fisher. I love Michael Fisher and, and all the other stuff. I still watch uh, Front Page Tech. I watch all that stuff. But I don't feel the need to, like, really even comment on it anymore. And I wonder if, I wonder how much that, because I was looking through different comments on certain videos uh, from my own stuff. And I'm like, why do people care so much about dumb stuff? Why are they so critical about, and they'll like, and you know this, if you say something good about one company, you must be saying something bad about another. You must be paid. You must, it's just like, it's all just old garbage. It's like, come on, man. So I'm curious as to what, the other side of this is going to look like it's probably going to be worse. I may come screaming back to tech YouTube. Uh, but um, I don't know. It's just something I was thinking about. Anywho. Um, yeah. The, the audience is burned. And Renee says he thinks that's part of the reason that um, views are down. Maybe is that, uh, you know, people are burned. They, you know, Listen, they, I, I don't I, think it's just that though. I think it's other things too. I think it is partly why I think, uh, and I, I theorize this on like a gadget cast, maybe the last gadget cast we did or one before that I was saying why tech YouTube videos are down. And I looked at my own content and I went, you know, I'm kind of not making videos the way I used to make them. I've kind of latched on to this more. Uh, let me talk about the news story of tech going on. And it worked pretty well for a while. I think there was just more interest uh, a few years ago maybe during uh, the bump up from everyone staying at home. Uh, and it's like, if you, if you like make like a news video on tech, it's a lot easier to do than making like a review, which takes a lot of work going into it. You have to test the device. You have to use it for a multi, multi-day period of time. You have to formulate your thoughts on it. And if you're just reporting the news or a rumor and you get to add your own speculation into it, that's a lot easier to do than yes. making a traditional type of tech video. And I think a lot of tech people doing, especially Apple tech, because that's where the rumors are really exciting. I don't know if you could do it with like uh, Windows rumors or Android rumors. I don't know if that's like enough to keep people going and watching. Uh, but in the Apple world, people do watch that stuff. And I think a lot of people started making those types of videos. And um, at the time, the views for them were so high and it required so much less effort than doing the other videos. I think people just forgot the type of videos that they used to make and they just kept doing this and then they're like why are my views down all of a sudden and it's like well you're not doing the videos that a lot of people came to you for and when everyone's doing the same story on the uh iphone 14 and it's the hundredth video about the iphone 14 it's kind of like well why am i watching this at this point what what this is too much this is too much and I know there's people who are like, don't do any rumor videos. I don't want to be spoiled. I'm not like that. I, I don't mind a rumor video. I get excited. I loved reading rumors uh, back in the day, especially when, when I couldn't like afford stuff. Like, I, I get it. Like, I was really into tech where I like, yeah, I watched all the rumor videos and stuff like that. But 
when you're making like a hundred iPhone 14 rumor videos, what are you going to, people are going to get bored. It has to be. There's no way. By the time the phone comes out, people might be bored already because the topic's just been over and over and over and over. Um, so I think in the long term, it's kind of damaging to keep people on that cycle of just feeding them the same the same video every day. Yeah, Renee's really smart on this stuff. He uh, He's putting a bunch of really good things in the chat. If you're listening to this to the audio podcast and I did upload it, <laughs> Then you need to come to YouTube. Renee's really adding some great value in the chat, um, talking about how, um, you know, the different types of formats get used in and out. Like a review of something is um, is great, especially if you're going to go buy it. But if you're not going to go buy it, you need to really be interested in the reviewer. There's very few people that I'll watch a review of anything I'm not going to buy. Uh, Michael Fisher is one of those people that I will watch all of his videos, regardless of what he's reviewing. 99% of the stuff he reviews, I'll never buy. I'm not even interested in, but I love his take and I love what he does. I think he's just he's just really good at it. News and stuff is different because you you know you just watch it because you're interested. The reviews are, you know, you it's it's a passive thing where you got people coming in. Nine times out of ten, most of the viewers are people that were looking to perhaps make a purchasing decision. If you're lucky, people will come back time and time again for your personality if you're if you're good at it. Um, I feel like <clears throat> I w- I had I had found very early on a really good way to do that in my first like two years, I was actually doing a pretty good job of it. And then somewhere along the way, I did exactly what you talked about, where I did a couple of videos where they weren't reviews. They were kind of my, my, my take on things and, and it did very well. I'm like, this is even easier. And I actually enjoy it more. And then at some point things just, just stopped working. And, and then I was like, well, okay, how much of this do I even like doing anymore? And I realized that a lot of it, I just didn't. And I knew the things that worked, I didn't want to do. And the things that didn't work are the things I wanted to do. So screw it. And you're right. Like the things that brought us to the dance, a lot of people, not everybody, a lot of people aren't doing anymore. It's a really interesting kind of thought on that. I think when you said that originally a couple of weeks ago, it really stuck with me. It really helped me make my decision to kind of walk away from my own gym. Yeah. Yeah. I, f- I fully believe that, uh, I see a lot of people who still do what I would refer to as like the traditional um, tech video and they are all doing pretty well from what I can see. Uh, Their Mm -hmm. views might be down from 2020, but I, I, again, I really feel like you cannot judge based on that year. Oh yeah. Someone like Linus, Mr. Who's the boss and they are on fire right now. They're, they're doing so good. Um, You look at other, you know, uh, I mean, uh, I look at everyday dad and he was doing really well, like with, Mm -hmm. but he, he doesn't do rumor videos. He does traditional tech videos of like reviews and using the product and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Luke Miani, I would put him in that category too. He does a few rumor videos, but most of his contents like building Macs and, uh, watching stuff. I do not think Linus is struggling. (laughs) I think it's relative. I think everything's relative, right? Like what's Linus actual, first of all, he's got a huge team. So we don't know what his his nut is to cover, but from the outside looking in, it does. He has like fifty good. channels, and they're all amazing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> there's that, right? Linus yeah. and Social Blade says he had ninety million views for the last thirty days, and he's up nine point three percent. I don't know how that's horrible. Yeah, it seems pretty good to me. I'll take it. I look Give at me. his views, and they are up from twenty nineteen, but down from twenty twenty. But again, I don't think yeah, twenty twenty judge is, that. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, I mean, there, there are some people that are still thriving, doing well, and it's cool. That's why I feel like, and I, I've, I've felt this way for a long time, 
that I'm more creative than tech would allow me to be. And in a weird way, I think that's pretty true of you too, Greg. Um, and again, I don't feel, I don't, I always, whenever I say this stuff, I really believe it, but I also don't want to come off sounding like I'm like holier than thou or my poop don't stink or something like that. I, I get that, but I really feel it like in my heart. Like I, I've always felt this uh, ever since like 2019. I'm like, I can only do so many cool things before I hit the ceiling of what tech will accept. And I want to go higher than that. And even you, you've done some really hilarious, cool things that I think that, don't land with tech, but I think would land elsewhere. Like that, that eighties commercial thing was hilarious. One of the best things you've ever done. And I'm sure some people you. enjoyed it. But some, my people guess did. Is, some people did, but my guess is with, if you remove the, the ceiling of tech and put it in a regular, like TikTok or something, that thing does incredibly well. Like just it smashes. So I think, yeah. Anyway. So uh, I, I guess this is one of the last things I'll cover. Um, uh, I, I haven't started my channel. Can we talk a little bit? About, let's, let's be real for a minute there, Greg. First of all, I miss you, buddy. I wish we could go back to California, but I, we just can't do it right now. But um, I miss hanging out with you and going to and doing things in California with you. That, I, I, I would say that 2022, if nothing else, I'll remember it for those trips. Like those Thank trips. You. Those were are really fun. Yeah. Fantastic. I had a lot of great times with you. And I'm so happy that we actually got to hang out this year because it felt like uh, as a friendship, we, I think we got a little closer and I feel like, um, there was a lot of great conversations that happened there. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as I go, I've decided to every once in a while, still live stream on my main channel, just cause like on Saturdays, just hang out or whatever. And I have, I'm in an analysis paralysis in a way. Um, as far as like starting the new channel, I have two of the three videos, uh, the ideas behind them ready. I have found an editor. I'm not going to edit my videos. I'm not going to end my videos, which is a big deal. Found an editor, very talented young YouTuber, very excited to work with him um, because the type of style that I need, uh, I I would have to learn and I just don't want to have to learn it. So I'm excited. I, I hope to shoot the first video by next weekend and then start the other ones. Um, I, I, I am, you know, being real here, when I wake up or when I'm in the middle of the night, I always get these, I second guess myself. I'm not even going to lie. I second guess myself. Like, are you really, did you really just walk away from 120,000 subscriber channel? No matter how good or bad it was performing. Like that's a pretty big deal. And are you sure this is going to work? And I guess I don't know that it will, but I got a lot of smart people behind me that are, you know, that I can always lean on and, and kind of ask questions and, and that sort of thing. But I mean, I built this thing over the course of four years and I'm willfully walking away from it which is kind of weird. It's a weird, weird, weird thing. Um, and it almost feels like if you were telling me, like, let's say, for example, you kind of felt the same way. You're like, well, I want to do this other type of channel with other cool stuff. And let's just say your channel wasn't doing as well as it is now. I feel like my <laughs> advice to you would probably be different than what I'm giving myself advice wise. Like, wait a minute, man, you can walk away from this. What are you talking about? <laughs> you, don't, you don't walk away from this. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> but here I am doing it like ah, I gotta go. I'm out. I hate this thing. But it's true. I like I hated. Uh, there was a lot of aspects of like YouTube I started hating. So I, I think I just rambled for like five minutes. Yeah, I don't think I said anything. Listen, uh, Renee, I, I get I get Renee's <laughs> argument about Linus being like big, having bigger yeah. requirements, a lot of employees. But 
hey, if that's struggling, I don't want to make tech videos anymore. <laughs> 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 yeah, struggling, right? I would say maybe views are down, but I'm not. If that's not struggling to me, that's well. What that's is interesting? What is interesting is hearing that sponsors are like straight up canceling or even like making it difficult to to pay. So here's one of the things with the economy going uh, ass up. Um, a lot of sponsors are drying up, which makes sense, right? Like everyone's holding off. But for creators who have deals in place and now we're seeing sponsors pull out, thank goodness I don't have to worry about that. Uh, my, my last two sponsor deals, I mean, they're one of them got paid the other day and I think my other one's going to get paid in a couple more days. Um, have you had, have you seen sponsors kind of like pull at all? Or are no. you seeing people the opposite? I've never had more sponsors contact me and I don't awesome. even have enough time to engage with all of them. So I, wow. I've, I've, I've had the complete opposite. I've been in like getting sponsor offers, uh, left and right. Um, yeah. So I, I have not seen that. Uh, and then I see like bigger YouTubers. I'm at least people I watch. It still seems heavily sponsored. I don't know. I don't know. I think people are protecting themselves because we don't know what's going to happen. Um, I think uh, I think people are scared about like the direction of the economy. I don't want to talk about that on this podcast, right, though. Right, but right. Maybe that's why. But I've actually been surprised with how many sponsors I've been getting right now. Um, yeah, I've, I've been happy with that for sure. And that's not even as I've told Travis countless times. I'm really bad with sponsors. Like I, I should too. probably be like approaching people and stuff. I don't even approach. Like I get like offers and stuff. But uh, and then like half the offers, I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> I don't want to read that. I'm good. Yeah. So I've been trying no, to do have, better though, but yeah. I actually had one of my, my longtime sponsors uh, reach out to me. They actually just sent me something without telling me that they wanted me to promote it. And then they emailed me, Hey, did you get the thing we sent you? And I'm like, I, I had to go to my UPS box, to even get it. I'm like, Oh, this is cool. They're like, Oh, we'd love for you to do a video. And I'm like, oh, I'm not really doing tech videos anymore. At least not now I'm working on a new channel. And they were like, Oh, what are you doing? And I said, well, I don't know. It's just, you know, other stuff. And they go, well, I said, but if I go back to tech, I'll let you guys know. They go, well, let us know if, you know, you want to work with us on this new channel. I'm like, oh, that's, that's cool. kind of cool. That's yeah, really cool. cool. Like, hey, I don't know how many views are going to get on this thing. And they're not even really connected type people. But I love that a, a brand would actually, like, appreciate the the working relationship that we've had over the years to even suggest that. Because I'm not yeah. going to be looking for sponsors for this thing anytime soon because I have no idea what the views are going to do. Of course, I'm swinging for the fences. But, you know, if you're a sponsor, you want, uh, I think smart sponsors want to be in front of the right people and to bring up their brand. Dumb sponsors just want to see the numbers go up, which mm. doesn't necessarily mean anything. They want to see the view numbers go up, but the view numbers don't necessarily have anything to do with who might buy your product. Yeah. And it's hard to educate them for that. Who knows? Anyway. There's a lot of shady things that go on in YouTube. Oh but, my gosh. Uh, you can rest assured that me and Travis are very honest. Overly. We've learned a lot of shady things that uh, I yeah. think would blow people's, I think it would blow people's minds. And I look at certain channels right now and I almost like, is that reality? I don't know anymore. I don't know if that's reality. Is this person doing really well or is it all, is it all, all an illusion? Is it all, is it all an illusion? And people are so tied to like their social media, like kind of like street cred of like the numbers game. Mm -hmm. I'm not even sure like about things anymore. I look at things now and I just, I look at it from a whole new perspective. I'm just like, mm 
Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. It don't was know. a really eye-opening experience. Like I Very said, eye-opening. Makes I a ton am- of sense. I've been judging myself way less hard ever since I've learned the thing we're talking about. But uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a crazy world out there in YouTube. I would, like I said, I enjoyed our California visits. Yes, I've learned a lot. Uh, yeah. Listen. Anyway, we were talking about rumors before. Yeah. You know, I just I just looked at this now. It popped up in my feed. Uh, I was busy this morning. Uh, we already got iPhone 15 rumors, so you know. Yay! We're jumping why, the shit. bro. This is why I left tech, man. Because it's like the day what was the day before the 13 was announced. We had 14 rumors, and now we're having 15 rumors before the 14. Is this what rumors. Renee's tweet was about the iPhone 15? Maybe it was. Who knows? Maybe it was. Who knows? I don't know. Listen, I read that tweet this morning. I was like, I agree with everything Renee says here. He's right. When do you not, Renee? I agree with. Sure, Renee's Renee. always right. I'm trying to think. I mean, there's Renee. there's been things that I've. There's been things that I've been like, I think there's more context that's needed there, but whenever like he explains himself, like I always agree. Like I can't yeah, remember a single time true. where Renee has said something. I'm like, no, I think you're just demonstrably wrong. I don't think that's ever happened. But um, yeah, no. So if you want, if you follow Renee on Twitter, you, you're going to learn, you're going to learn today. I was right about the notch, Renee. You know, that's my claim to fame. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Let's do this again another time. But for the time being, thank you so much for joining us. I think what I will do is I'll see if I can download just the audio for this and upload it to GadgetCast. If you've been listening to all this stuff, um, cool. Because we talked about stuff we normally do in the before and after cast. You got to hear. We talked about M2 Max. Uh, so we, we filled our yeah. quota. We Travis, filled our quota. Did you know there's a new HomePod maybe coming out? Are you kidding me? Yeah, they might do a new big HomePod again, and I'm so excited. That was the best rumor I read today. Bro, why? Oh, I love the HomePod. Sounds so good. Well, okay, look. Here's the thing. (laughs) Andrew says some of Renee's videos go over my head. A lot of Renee's videos go over my head. Hey, Andrew, some of Renee's videos go over my head. So I mean, some of them are real, real smart. I do this for a living, and I'm just like, whoa. Whoa, whoa. I didn't know that. Yeah, whoa. Renee does his research. That's that sounds like schoolwork there. I mean, all right there, teacher Renee. You, I'm, I have homework now. Um, yeah, no, uh, that's all in fun, but it's true. Like his stuff is really sometimes really in depth, and uh, like you got to stare and think. There have been times I've had to pause on his video, and I normally don't have to pause on people's videos. I'm like, what did he just say? What does that mean? Let me think. Let me, okay, okay, my brain doesn't move that fast, Renee. You just you say so many things that are smart, and I don't understand them. Anyway, um, what were we just saying? <laughs> I forget. I don't know. I can, I kind of blank. Oh, HomePod. <laughs> HomePod. HomePod. If it's two hundred dollars or less, okay. They need, yes. No, that would actually be perfect. They have the HomePod Mini. I think it's been right based on what people have said. I think it's been doing better for them. Like a hundred dollars. It sounds good. It's small. Uh, that's what they need. But if they can make a more premium product on top of that, don't go all the way to two hundred. But you can make a better sounding speaker than the Mini for two hundred dollars. Of course. Um, you have you can do it, Apple. Go for it. Like people will love that. Yeah. I think you'll be totally on board. I'm kind of interested in why they even think they need to do this. Um, I think they, you know, they want to own the living room, kind of like the way Amazon has always wanted to live own the living room. I think Amazon does a pretty good job between the fire stick and, and echoes. From what I can see, I think it's a it might not be the best selling product, the HomePod Mini, 
definitely not the original HomePod. That was the flop, I, I think. Right, 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 like right, it was right, $350. Right. It wasn't even $300. It was $350 when it launched. It was too, it's too, so it was too, it was too much. much for that category. But um, Apple users will spend money on things. Mm-hmm, Their mini yeah. speakers, 100. A lot of the other mini speakers are like 50. Um, but Apple users will buy it for the better experience. And I think this would be my thinking around it. I think Apple looks at this market and they see a lot of people right now with older HomePods and those HomePods are actually dying and failing on people right now and you cannot get a replacement for it. They do not sell a big HomePod anymore. And even if this isn't like a huge seller for them, and I think a $200 one would be a better seller for them, but even if it's not a huge seller for them, it does help keep their most loyal fans happy and in the ecosystem. And I think that's almost just as important for Apple at this point to maybe make a few products that don't sell in big numbers, sell, sell enough. They have to be successful, right? They can't, right. they can't bomb like the HomePod, but they have to be successful enough. And maybe it's not going to overtake the world and, and lead like the audio revolution, but it has to keep a certain part of their customers happy. Um, and it might even be, as strange as it sounds, Travis, it might even be for like themselves. Like maybe they're not happy. Maybe maybe Tim Cook comes home and like uh, this Sonos I got doesn't pair well with my iPhone, even though it supports AirPlay. It doesn't do everything that the HomePod should be doing. And I hate living like this. I we need our own system for this with a good sounding speaker, because the the third party options out there, even though Apple has you know can a lot of these speakers use like airplay and stuff. It just never works as well as what they would do with first parties. It just never works. They don't, the integration isn't there. Like when I come home and I go to like, I have a HomePod mini in my kitchen. I, I, uh, sometimes I'll be listening to like a podcast or like, I'll be listening to, uh, music and you just bring the phone over and you tap the HomePod and it goes on that. And that is, that's great. Sonos is never, Sonos can't do stuff like that. They have to make well, stuff like this. The one thing that's pretty cool about Sonos, though, is uh, one of the Fire TVs in <clears throat> one of my my back room, the Sonos, whatever one I have, Sonos One, I think it's what it's called. Um, yeah, is the is the speaker for the Apple TV, and it of course sounds great for yeah. uh, like a television speaker. Um, so for that, it's it's awesome, it's excellent, I love it. Um, it is interesting though that yeah, I mean, it could be if they came up with a good price and a good because they're only going to be able to do certain things with it. I mean, I hope they allow it to do more things than they did the first one. The first one just felt like, okay, Apple Music, a little bit of Siri, and give me a lot of money. I think they should release a $200 one, a bigger one. Um, They did this, um, what was it, the the lossless music now. They're really into spatial audio, so I think they also would want a speaker that does better spatial audio. I don't think the Mini does it, so they would need that, right? And then if they're doing lossless, if they could do a line in, even though it would seem kind of on Apple-like, but they've reversed decisions before. Like, look at the new MacBook Pros. They have all these ports back that they got rid of, and now they're back. If they could put a line in and then also mm-hmm. make them just speakers you can plug into, or even like, I think like I think a lot of Mac users would buy them as computer speakers. I think yeah. you put yourself into a bunch of different little markets that normally maybe people wouldn't have bought the HomePod, but you add all these little extra features and I think it becomes a better seller and you have a product now where you can be like, if hey, if you're buying like a studio display, all of a sudden you have an attachment onto that too. Do you want these $200 speakers to buy with it too? And I think that would, I don't know. I just feel like it would be a better strategy for that product. Yeah, I, we'll see. I mean, if this thing's supposed to actually happen, 
I, I'm a little shocked by it, but I think I'm open-minded. The, the, I, I just say like, based on the experience with Jonathan and listening to the Atmos setup and like wanting that now, I feel like Apple has been really dedicated in that area of like this spatial audio feature. Yeah. I think it's mostly for like AirPods and stuff like that. But I, but I feel like there's like a pride thing with them usually when they make these products. And I feel like they want, I feel like Apple themselves would want to bring you into a room in their store and do the Jonathan experience. Oh, yeah. You know, I, like, I feel like that's in them. Like they want that kind of product out there. Mm-hmm. And I think they could do it for 200. I, I like the audio that Apple can reproduce in like their laptops. Even it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Like how good they can get the sound out of these little tiny speakers, more room to work with. I, I just feel like um, they're on such a good path with their audio team right now. It would be a shame not to let them do something like that. I'm frequently amazed by the audio quality of my iPhone. The speaker, like when I just play music or something, I'm Absolutely. like, what? Because like you I, think I, back like five years and you think about like the speaker quality in our phones and they're just absolute garbage. And you yeah. like, even like playing like music on them, it's okay. And then like podcasts, I play them all the time on my phone speakers and I would never do that like five years ago. It would just yeah, sound yeah, yeah. awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, we should definitely talk more about this uh, next time. It's actually a pretty interesting uh subject to get into but uh you know listen we've been here for it's a while the exciting year in tech season now like i was reading all the again we were just making fun of all rumors because it's but like there's actually new rumors now that are exciting and interesting to talk about and uh mark german just published a huge story today talking about all these new things like the new apple home pod and uh their plans for the iphone 14 uh apparently the pro is the only one that's gonna have the new uh lock screen that always on lock mm. screen and uh, it makes sense, though, because we were talking about that in the last GadgetCast, where the, the technology for the panels, if they're using the 120 hertz with the LTPO, that's not going to be on the normal iPhone. So that's actually, it's, it's going to be weird to see that phone launch. It's, you know, I think the story's always kind of been, maybe you don't need the Pro phone. I think it's maybe a totally different story this year of don't get the normal phone, get the Pro. And that's something I don't think we've ever been able to really say about the iPhone Pro. It's always been like, I think we've always gotten it because we're like, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll spend the extra money. Mm-hmm. But for most people, I've, I've always been like, maybe get the normal one. <laughs> like, I yeah, don't think right? you need all this other stuff. And I think that's a different story this year. So I mean, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I think whenever you don't differentiate your offerings, you're doing yourself a disservice and the customers. Uh, anywho. Let's let's talk about that next time, everyone. We want to thank you so much for joining us. If you're listening on the audio podcast, of course, uh, links will be in the show notes, and um, we appreciate everyone. So, because this is actually going to act as the end of the podcast altogether, uh, I'm going to run the the outro, and then we're just going to drop off the live stream. Look at how's that going to work? That's going to be whoa. Cool. Let's see how this works. So he's no ready. Questions. <laughs> no questions. Thank you. 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 Ah.